Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Just a few minutes ago, I posted something on Instagram and I see people are struggling to understand it because it's just that ridiculous. I realized after posting it because some people are saying, hold on, hold on. Am I reading this right? <laughs> that I, I need to get on here and explain it audibly so that you can understand that at a jail in Florida, the county encouraged men at the jail, particularly black men at the jail, to register to vote and to vote. And so those black men who were encouraged by the county to register to vote and vote while they were in jail went ahead and did so. It turned out to be illegal and now they have added a year of jail time to each of those men's sentence. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. This is one of those episodes where I have to teach a a core point of my philosophy on how you understand mass incarceration. It's not just racism. It's not just white supremacy. It is those things. But it is a highly complex system with many moving parts, structures, schemes and personnel and with the story that I'm about to share there's so many people that could and should have stopped this from happening but that's not the design of mass incarceration the design of mass incarceration is to keep people incarcerated to keep as many people incarcerated as humanly possible for as long as possible particularly people from impoverished communities, doubly so for black people, triply so for black men. If you're a black man from an impoverished zip code, this system was built for you. Let's go to Gainesville, Florida. And it never surprises me when I learn about some outrageous BS that happens in Florida. Because outrageous BS always happens in Florida. It is it is known for blatant violations of civil rights, outrageous violations of civil rights. And and this this thing though is different. I have heard and and you have heard of multiple cases, well-known cases now of black women who were previously incarcerated and released from incarceration, who then registered to vote and either voted or attempted to vote because they thought, now that I am released, I can vote. Nobody's training you or schooling you on this. 
and the laws are different in all 50 states. They're, they're different in some states in every county. There are systems that help people in some counties and don't help people in other counties. And in Gainesville, Florida, the county elections office had a project that now really seems in some ways like an entrapment scheme in Gainesville, Florida. The county supervisor who oversaw elections registration decided to start a project to register people in the county jail to vote. Right away, that project, registering people to vote in the county jail, is highly dangerous for people in that jail. Now, of course, they didn't know that. It would seem to me, and clearly it seemed to these men, if I'm in jail and government officials come in the jail to help me register to vote and then encourage me to vote from the jail, it would seem to me, I, I'm talking about myself, Sean King, whose voice you hear, I would likely assume that that meant it was okay. If government officials come in, they're not hiding, they're doing this out in the public, and encourage me and everybody I know to register to vote while we're incarcerated, and then encourage us to vote while we're incarcerated, I would assume that they're not asking me and the fellow men that I'm incarcerated with to do something illegal. And I would have assumed, like these men assumed, incorrectly. Charges have been filed against 10 men who registered to vote. Some of them then attempted to vote, as they were encouraged to do, all while they were incarcerated. Two of these men have now been convicted of election crimes, voting crimes. And those two men, both who were black, were just sentenced to an additional year in county jail. Let me tell you, a night in county jail is hard. A week is very hard. A month is extremely hard. A year in county jail is brutal. It's brutal for you. It's brutal for your physical health, your mental health. It's brutal for your future. It's brutal for your family and people that might have been counting on you to be released. And these two men, and it appears eight more men that are coming right behind them, are probably also going to be charged and convicted. These two men just got a year added on to their sentence. And the local district attorney, you know, we help elect district attorneys through real justice. We have not elected the district attorney. In Florida, they call it the state's attorney. We did not help elect the state's attorney of Gainesville, Florida, of that county there. And that man, who appears to be a serious conservative, he's going full speed ahead. And he's going to prosecute each of these men who voted that were encouraged to vote by a county elections agent. And of 
all the schemes of mass incarceration, I've heard a lot of dirty ones over the years. This ranks high on the list of dirty, filthy, disgusting, racist schemes to get black men further caught up in the justice system. Whether or not a jail is a for-profit jail or a government jail, let me explain to you. It's always about money. Jails provide jobs. Jails provide, I'm talking about government jails, massive contracts to all kinds of providers, literally from providers who have to provide the toilet paper to companies they now sometimes hire to come in and clean, to medical companies, and to literally each jail has dozens and dozens of contracts. I'm talking about government jails. They have private contracts with dozens of companies that then rely on them for their profits. We, we mess ourselves up when we just create this division between for-profit jails and government jails. For-profit jails are outrageous, should be banned, should be illegal. Their expressed mission is to incarcerate as many people as possible for as little money as possible so they can turn the biggest profit possible. That's horrendous. That's also the same business plan of slavery. But government jails are only slightly better because there are hundreds nationwide, hundreds of companies that exist solely to provide goods and services to those jails including a million different employees at these jails all over the country. It's all a scheme. It's all for profit. It's all for greed. It's all for power. None of it is about safety. A city or a county is, is not safer because these two men just got a year added to their jail sentence because they did something that the county actually asked them to do. Now, that happened in preparation of the 2020 election. But in 2022, many counties now have an automatic way to test and tell somebody whether or not they are able to register to vote or able to to vote or not. And it's outrageous that in the case of that system not being available, somebody who's just not literally earnestly not sure Trust me, nobody votes illegally, knowing that it's illegal, knowing that it's going to add time to their sentence in this capacity. These men were duped. And it is one of the most quintessentially American things I've ever heard. Listen, I've got to run. I I was out. I didn't quite feel well yesterday, but uh, I'm heading into my Wednesday therapy session. Uh, I encourage all of you who are listening to my voice right now to consider therapy for yourself and for your family. It is not um, a magic pill. It doesn't solve all of your problems, but it definitely helps you understand who you are, why you are, and what you can do to live your best life. Listen, if you're not yet a member of the North Star, we need you. We need your support now more than ever. Go now to the northstar.com 
and become a member today. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.